Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Look and McLean podcast presented by Ingles. We are here ready to talk some pit thanks to a red eye flight. Eric McLean is seriously just all over the place. Somehow he's doing XFL, he's father of the year, and he just put Amelia down for a nap, and he's doing the pod. Mac, tell the people where you were just like. I don't even know, five hours ago or whatever. There, there's my proof for the, there the she map is. part of it. Um, yeah, KG, it was a little bit wild. Um, you know, call a game in Seattle. With Roy Philpot, who we love. With Roy Philpot, which was awesome, by the way. So fun. Um, and shout out to my girls, Tiffany and Don, holding it down in the rainy sideline. I was super happy I wasn't in that rain <laughs> on the sideline. So better y'all than me. Um, but, yeah, so I'm out there. And, you know, it, like going there is awesome because you – you Where gain you? or lose Seattle and Seattle watch across the the farthest place I could go to call a game. Um, you know, you get back those three hours. So I took off at like nine and I landed at noon over there. I'm like, that's sick. You got all day. But big butt, the huge kicker. When you come back, Oof. it kicks you in the face because you have you gain those three hours and you're yeah. just like, or lose them, however you want to look at it. And you're just like, oh my gosh. So originally I was going to leave there at, I think it was like 7.30 Seattle time, which isn't bad, but I wouldn't have gotten home until like 6, which is the whole day, yeah. like literally the whole day, gone. Yes, the whole day. And so we're sitting there, we're at dinner, and everybody's talking about, when are you flying out, when are you flying out? And everyone keeps saying, oh, I'm on the red eye, oh, I'm on the red eye, oh, I'm on the red eye. I'm like, oh, what a rookie mistake. I didn't get the red eye. And so I immediately call the great people over at Disney Travel. They hook it up. Make it happen so I can get home to see that beautiful baby girl, my beautiful wife, Khaki. So that was nice. So I landed at 5.30 instead of 5.30 p.m. and (laughs) a.m. and got home to wake Amelia up. So it was great. I mean, it's it's perfect stuff and was able to to interview our great guest here in the office instead of in some grungy corner in the Seattle airport. So it worked out nicely, KG. Yeah, Mac literally got off a plane, woke up his baby, and played with the baby, and then did an interview. So, what a legend. What a legend. And, Mac, speaking of a legend, we do have Izzy, Israel Abanacanda, on today. The pit running back, y'all, who ran for over 1,400 yards last year and um, 20 touchdowns, which was the NCAA rushing record last year for touchdowns in a season. So, he's he's just he's great, and we're going to talk to him about that. We're also going to talk to about Pitt in general after we talk about Izzy. And that brings me, I, I just got this idea because we talked to Izzy about Pitt being slept on, right? <laughs> People sleep on Pitt too much, and we try to say don't do it. So with our great partners over at Ingles, and when you heard about our egg salad pimento cheese situation, it was a good situation, but, you know. It's a, who it's a who won that? Can you give choice. a recap for us? Who, who I won think the... for the most part it was probably like 60, 40 pimento cheese. I agree. I think think that's what I saw too. Which is probably pretty indicative of the world. (laughs) But people sleep on Pitt, Mac. And I want to say, I don't think people sleep on Ingles, but I think there may be certain aspects of Ingles that they sleep on that they're just not, they don't really know about. Yeah. And for me, when I was there the other day getting my pimento cheese and egg salad, their produce section (laughs) is fire. It's huge, first of all. It's bigger than like any other grocery store that I would happen to walk into. 
They've got organics. They've got stuff from local farmers. It just feels like the selection is exceptional. It's also right next to the salad bar, which, you know, I frequent. <laughs> so I, I feel like people are sleeping on the Ingalls produce section. What about you, Mac? I, I feel that. And you know what? I, I have to admit, there is nothing better than when you walk into Ingalls, your favorite grocery store, as we all have here. Um, and you see that beautiful selection of color, it's freshness, right it's right there in your face. And it's just like, gum. this just looks good. It I makes just wanna, you want to buy more vegetables. That's right. It does. And it so does. shout out to Ingles for product placement right in the front. Everybody has to walk by it. Eat your fruits and vegetables, people. So without further ado, let's get to a quick message from our great partner. And then, of course, Israel Abanacanda. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about, whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Israel Abanacanda, man, one of my favorite guys that we've covered in the ACC. Just to see you, man, just dominate each and every year and, and your game get better and better. Uh, now it's time to talk about the next steps, man. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. We're excited to have you. Let's focus on Pitt just a little bit here because, man, you did some really cool things, especially these last two years. Uh, I guess what what was the biggest difference in your mind and in the things you were able to do this past season? You know, going for all kinds of yards, uh, you know, being the the nation's leading touchdown scorer, all these different things, a unanimous All American, uh, one one of the many pit men to be able to do that. So, just walk me through this season and how you were able to have such great success. I uh, really, really just started off the preseason preseason uh, work effort. I just put in, I put in a lot of work during the off season, so. It, I, it definitely showed that I paid off. I definitely uh stayed more time in the film room, you know, more time in the weight room field. Just just that extra work, that individual work that you know no one can see. It definitely paid paid off. I think that is safe to say, Izzy, for sure, that it paid off. And you know, we Mac and I have talked about this many times, and we like we love to cover Pitt. We think the Pitt fans are great. They they get very involved and. They care so much. It felt like coming off a season where Kenny Pickett had moved on to the league that people were sleeping on Pitt a little bit. And then you end up having the season that you guys did. Did y'all feel that at all? Was there any motivation there to prove to people that Pitt is perhaps more than just Kenny Pickett? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. We definitely want to show that it's like, it's a team. As a team, you know, we win as a team. You know, there's no individuals on the team. And we really wanted to show who, who was the best in the ACC. And our goal from the beginning of the season to the ending was just to win the ACC again. And there you, you got close, man. I mean, to, to see what, you know, Pitt's been able to do th these last, you know, really four years in, in Coach Narduzzi and the program and, you know, just the sustainability that you guys have. It's It's been that model, you know, really of consistency in the ACC. It's really Clemson and, and y'all when you talk about wins and, and throw Wake Forest in there as well. So it's been fun to watch that. Uh, but before we talk about some combine stuff and, and some pro day things, I do want to, I do want to get your thoughts on that Virginia tech game because dude, that was one of the craziest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life where literally y'all ran maybe three, four different plays. And every time you touch the ball, 
it was a touchdown. Like, did it feel like a video game to you? What did that feel like as you're doing that to those guys? Uh, it definitely felt like a video <laughs> game, you know. <laughs> it felt good. I, I was just really getting energized with my teammates. You know, my teammates were telling me, you know, you got to go for that record. It was after my third touchdown. Like, you got to go break a record today, you know, from them, just them hearing that, just from me hearing that from them, it just, it just turned the switch in my mind. You know, I just wanted to turn up. And, and turn up. I, I just, for people that might, might not have remembered, 320 yards, six touchdowns. You averaged nine yards a carry. I, I mean, what was the discussion on the sideline? Were you just like, hey, coach, look, don't mess this up. Run left, run right. Just give me the ball. <laughs> Uh, it really was just a connection, you know. <laughs> my offensive coordinator was up in a booth, so I, I best believe he just knew it was that time for me to turn up that game. And he just kept calling the plays for for the ball to be in my hand. What was it like? I'm just I'm so fascinated by this game because it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. What, what were you just in such a zone that you just knew what they were going to do? Your offensive line moving guys out of the way, like what? When you get the ball and you're like, oh, my God, there's 50 yards in front of me, like, what, what were you seeing? What kind of stuff was going on? Uh, it was definitely my confidence level. My confidence level was out the roof after <laughs> the first two touchdowns. Like, I knew it was early in the game. So I, I definitely was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a long day for them, you know. <laughs> so I, I just had a lot of, you know, confidence. And I, I, the game started slowing down, and it just started speeding up for me. It was indeed a long day. <laughs> Uh, for Virginia Tech, that's for sure. Okay, you also turned up at your pro day, but we're going to get to that. I'm curious about this, Izzy. You are from Brooklyn, and I know your dad played football at Georgia Tech, so you definitely grew up in a football family. But tell me, and Mac and I are both from the South, okay, so we need to understand this. Tell me more about growing up in Brooklyn in terms of just the football vibe there. I know, of course, the Giants and Jets are huge, and and football is still everything everywhere in, in um, the United States. But how did you practice? Like, what how, what was different about growing up in Brooklyn from a football perspective? I uh, growing up in Brooklyn, football perspective, it's not so much football over here. It's more basketball. Right. Like yeah. Anything else but football. Uh, really just got to find the open fields. There's not even that much football fields out here. So if you want to work out, right. it's really just like playing fields out here. Not even with the, the lines on it. Not even with the numbers on it. It's probably one or two out here wow. like that. So it's really like big green grass. You know, you just find anywhere you want to work out. Uh, but there's a lot of players out here, you know, diamonds in the rough, that people still haven't noticed, you know, in the nation. A lot of people seeing it, looking at the South, the West. But I'm not even going to lie, New York definitely got uh, good players, great players that just haven't been seen yet. How do you hope to, uh, to, to shine a light on that, man? Because obviously you've had great success in college, now with the NFL draft and, and being selected there, how, I guess, can you pay it forward to say, hey, you know, there are ballers in Brooklyn. Y'all need to look around and find these guys. Uh, hopefully what I've been doing is, is basically showing them, you know, showing them that as ballers in New York City, you know, and um, also that I just want to keep proving myself on the next level so it continues to look this way. How did how did football become the sport? Because as you mentioned, KG's a hooper. She she played ball in college, and, and you know, being you know in in the mecca there in, in New York. How did football become you know the sport for you? Was it just your pops? Uh, definitely my pops and my brother. You know, my brother first started playing football, so I started uh, just leading. Uh, well, following his way because he was leading the way, um, and then it just was. We just wanted to be somebody different. You know, everybody's playing basketball. So he's like, all right, so we should be the we trying to be the top of the footballers, you know. Yeah, well, you definitely did that, Izzy. Um, 
this is a this is a weird question to ask someone about themselves, but when I'm reading different scouting reports on you for the draft, one of the positives people love about you is that you are young. You don't turn 21 until October. <laughs> so you're about to be drafted and you can't even drink, which is kind of crazy. Uh, you know, I will we'll, you should celebrate accordingly, but you know, we'll see. So how first of all, so I guess you just kind of started school early as a young kid, but have any teams talked to you about that? How you are, you're only 20 years uh, old. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they really say how my age is really ideal, you know, really unique. Nobody else is really that young. So it's like, they say it's like a LeBron set off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh, I like okay. that. I like that, man. Well, well let's, let's dive into <laughs> And you're like, wait, hold yeah. on. I mean, I'm not 12. I am, you know, an adult. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, let, let's dive into that a little bit more, man, because, because you mentioned, uh, you know, those teams talking to you, you go to the NFL combine, uh, don't do any drills, but, but obviously you're, you're participating that, that thing. We've talked to a lot of different guys that, that are, you know, upcoming in this draft class and, you know, hearing their stories about the draft. And again, I'll, I'll say this one more time for our listeners, but it's a, it's a week long process. Like it's not just show up, run a 40, go home. I mean, there's a lot to this thing with medical evaluations, meetings, all these different things. So just walk us through, I guess, your combine experience and, and, you know, different things that went on there. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of medicals, a lot of meetings, especially uh informal meetings, formal meetings I had with teams. Probably about there's probably about thirty meetings I had for right, wow. including the informals, mostly informals. Um, fifteen minutes each, just going back and forth, back and forth. Somebody come, another scout come to the room, get you right after. You barely have time to even pick up your phone and type who who just talked to you, text the agent who just talked to you. Yeah, so it was really like fast. And a lot of things going on. And then also the medicals is probably about eight hours long. Yeah, it's, wow. a lot, it's real long. Just to, just waiting. Just waiting. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up and wait. So so I mean, what you don't have to tell us who or, or what specific team, but what what are those I mean meetings like? Are are they we've heard so many stories about weird questions or asking you to to rap or, or hit a putt or any of these weird things. So were, were there any funny things that, that maybe an NFL team, and again, don't tell us who it is, but any funny things that maybe you were asked to do? Uh, I actually wasn't the ones who was asked one of them questions. You know, I heard a lot of questions too from other people, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't. Oh, they left you out. They left. Okay. So, so what are we, what are they talking about? Those 30 meetings? I mean, are they just getting to know you or what, what's the point of those, I guess, for those 15 minutes? Oh, yeah, they definitely get to know me, and they, then we just go straight into film, just straight into mm. ball. You know, they teach me what they they uh usually use at their team, and then, you know, I got to react it. I got to uh, show it on my own film. There's a whole lot of football aspects to it. Yeah. Did any team pull up your Virginia Tech film? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd say uh, probably mostly uh, every team. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's got to that's gotta make you happy. That Bring a, a smile to your flyer. face. That was yeah. a frequent flyer. I love that, man. <laughs> hey, what, what, Izzy, what went into the decision to not do any of the drills in Indianapolis? Why, why did you make that decision? Uh, February 10th, I had like a minor hamstring injury, just preparing for the draft. I mean, preparing for the combine. And just, you know, I missed a lot of training for it. So yeah. right before the, the combine, I wasn't really comfortable enough to, like, you know, just go jump out in there and just to try something. So I wanted to be fully prepared, and that's why I waited to pro day. 
Sure. And yeah, let's talk about your pro day because your pro day, uh, you killed it. I'm just going to read a few of these things. A 4-2-6-40 at your pro day at Pittsburgh. All 32 teams were in attendance, by the way. 41-inch vertical jump. I mean, that's crazy. So yeah. when you when you know you didn't run at the combine, you had the hamstring injury. So you know the pro day is it, right? Like this is where you've got to show up. So what was your mindset heading into pro day? And did you think was 4-2 your goal? Uh, definitely four three was my goal, but you know, okay. God. So we're know. shattering goals, baby. Come on, <laughs> God. God just blessed me, you know, on that day, you know. But I was really chill that day, motivated, you know. I wasn't thinking too much because you know I usually do numbers like that when I was at Pitt. Even when I was at high school, I usually do numbers like that. I just want, wow. I couldn't wait to show it on like a national base. So that was that day, and I was just like, okay, let me show up. Man, yeah, yeah, you, you went you went nuts. I mean, you went nuts. Uh, I, I do want to back up just a second here to talk about the actual training piece. How I guess weird, different, you know, was that time that that you you know get done playing your last game at Pitt, and then you go straight into to training. You're not doing any football, probably. You, you know, you're training for these three, four very specific events that you'll never do ever again. Was was that weird? Did you like it? Are are you a track guy at heart? How, how was that training? Uh, definitely, I definitely liked it. You know, because similar to track and what I've been doing for track, you know, for forty and all. Then again, it could get really repetitive. You know, every day you just wake up and do that same thing, literally like every day. So, <laughs> so I would just really stuck in your mind. It would be on your head and. It, the day to like pro day or uh, combine would be so slow. The process would be so slow. You just keep doing that repetitive thing. But you know, you knew it was going to count. You know, it was going to uh, pay off. Yeah, it seems like it becomes so mental. Whereas with football, you you don't have too much time to think. Play's called. You got the ball. You're going. But now you've got to sit there and think about it all day, which can't be <laughs> fun. Just wait. Sit around and it wait. Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> so, Izzy, I want to ask you about this because we had Kalijah Kansi on, who was just awesome, and we've been a huge fan of his. And we've seen, you know, I mentioned Kenny Pickett at the beginning of the interview. We've seen these pit guys start to really just thrive in the NFL. Of course, Aaron Donald. Everyone knows Aaron Donald. So did, did you feel like when you're talking with these teams and you're doing all these processes and going on these visits – do you feel like being from Pitt has helped you in any way? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, just uh, with Kenny Pickett being my quarterback, Coach Narduzzi being my coach, you know, it's a lot of connections. Even Coach Andre Powell, my running back coach, a lot of coaches know who my coaches were. Coach Signetti, they coached with Coach Signetti in the uh, league. Uh, who else? Uh, coach Tim Salem, they coached with Tim Salem back, back then in the days. So a lot of coaches know my coaches. So I feel like it's a lot of connections going on. So I feel like just me playing for Pitt, just treat, treat me real well. No, no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Sticking, sticking with the Pitt theme, you know, here for a second, and, and Kalijah Kansi specifically, man, going against that defense each and every day with those dogs on the other side, I mean, it had to make Saturdays easy. I mean, what what was practice like, you going against Servassier, Dennis, Brandon Hill, and all those terrors before all those guys, too, that, that you had to go against a couple of years ago? It was real fun and, you know, competitive. You know, I don't know we, if anyone else would yeah, use the fun? word fun in this <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> yeah. It was fun because we used to talk a lot of smack. And, you know, it would be real competitive. You know, we were like, all right, we see. Uh, uh, say, I said, I'm going to get this first down touchdown right here. Cool. Like, right, we'll see about that. You know, velocity, so we see about that. It was just, it was just a lot of co- uh, competition, you know, and that's what made practice fun. But even playing with them guys, you know, it led us to being ready on Saturdays. 
I mean, it just had to make things easier going against such a great run defense, you know, each and every day. How, I guess, KG kind of asked you the question one way. I'm going to look at it from a different lens. How will will being in that environment, playing against those guys, being a pit man, how do you feel like that prepared you, you know, for the NFL? Uh, Definitely prepared me to be a man on and off the field, you know, just – just even playing under the coaches, you know, coaches taught us a lot of lessons, like on the field and out out the field, you know, a lot of things, what to do or what not to do. So I feel like just being a pit man or a pit player, it just taught me a lot about life. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Izzy, I want to ask you this too, because as you're getting ready to get drafted and see where you end up, I'm very excited for you and to see see where you go. But for a team, and I'm sure you've been asked this question too, I know they're getting a – a young prospect. I know they love that. Uh, but yeah. for a team that picks you, what what are they getting? What what are they going to get with Izzy? What are you going to bring every day? Definitely getting a dedicated, humble, disciplined, hardworking athlete on and off the field, and just dedicated to his work. And we'll get we'll do anything to get it done until it's done. Mm. I like it. I know they. I know they know that, Easy man. The I know they know that with all your research. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Last one for you, man, and we'll let you get out of here. Uh, what? What? What is? I guess plans from now moving forward. We, we've got about two and a half weeks left. Um, and, and then what's what's the plan for the draft? Are, are you staying at home, going to the draft? You have a you know big family gathering. What's that look like? Uh, right now, you know, working out right now. Stay at home with family right now in Brooklyn, New York. You know, uh, just relaxing my mind, relaxing my. Uh, my soul, everything, just just because after the past three months, it was a real struggle dealing with the hamstring mm. injury as well, combine pro day, so it's been really stressful. So me just right now relaxing my mind, working out, and just uh, talking to coaches on the Zoom calls. It's just, you know, it's a great experience as well. And, you know, I'm just, uh, just blessed. And on, dra- and on the draft <laughs> day, I'll be with my family, you know. Very nice. So how, how many people are we talking about, 20, 30 or just small, small fan. Uh, well, I don't know because a lot of people want to come. So <laughs> it might be around. It might be around twenty to thirty. <laughs> That's right. We, we're gonna have to rent out, rent out some yeah. space, man. And we got to bring all balls. We got to bring everybody. Cider, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My man. Well, Izzy, this was so much fun, brother. We appreciate you joining us and uh, jacked up for your future. We're excited for you, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Izzy, to the Hizzy, for joining us. That is such a good nickname. He just scored another touchdown. He just scored uh, another touchdown. just saw it go on the board. On Can you imagine that joy, Mac, you get where you're talking to all these coaches and GMs and whatever, and they pull up that Virginia Tech film. They pull yeah. up the film where you were literally a superhero, and you're like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, it was easy. I mean, I, Coach, I could do this every game. Yeah. You just got to give me the ball. If I just had enough carries. <laughs> That's right. Well, they are going to have to replace Izzy up there in Pittsburgh. So let's start with the offense. And let's just remember, this team went 9-4 and four last year, won the Sun Bowl, finished in the top 25. Again, people sleep on Pitt. I, I don't know if someone outside of the ACC would say that Pitt finished in the top 25 and, and remember that, but they did. Right. They had a very solid year. And they're moving on from Keaton Slovis, as we know, and they've brought in Phil Jerkovic, the quarterback Jerk. from Boston College, who has transferred to Pittsburgh. And from what I was reading, Mac, and reading up on their spring ball, their spring game is this weekend, Saturday, which a lot of spring games are. The talk about Phil has been very positive. First of all, they're not even doing the crap that says, you know, we're in a quarterback competition. <laughs> Narduzzi said, no, I mean, he's our guy. 
They've got the two other guys in a quarterback competition for the QB2 spot. But just overall, Mac, I know it's early, but I think we both have really high expectations for Djokovic. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, and really the the you know biggest aspect of it, KG, is, is just him staying healthy, being available yeah. for a full year, seeing if he can put all that together because all the, the measurables he's with being a guy, big guy and last year, and, you know, athletic enough to really do and, some damage. You know, don't only lead by example, but let's talk it. And, and let's get guys going in the right direction. That. And you know, at that position, that, that's what you need to see to go to the next level and to be super successful and be a guy that can command a locker room. So... For me, that that's what I want to see. All good things, like you said, coming out of the camp. Um, I think that the, the biggest thing is just quickly how fast can you get that you know kind of cohesion with with Phil and, right. and the receivers and and all these different guys. Which that's probably more on him and getting those guys out there and and getting things going necessary. So I'm excited to see it, KG. Well, I'm glad you bring that up, Mac, because Pat Narduzzi literally said in one of his quotes after one of their scrimmages that Phil is really stepping up as a leader. He said, I hear Phil a lot. He's not afraid to lead. We have a lot of people leading by example. So I think that's a very good sign. And, you know, you're going to look at guys like Mumfield, Bub Means, Bartholomew. I think those are going to be the main targets. And they do return Rodney Hammond Jr. to replace, and replace is a a tough word with Izzy Abanacanda and his numbers. But we saw spurts. He had 460 rushing yards in eight games last year, had some injuries. But we saw spurts from him last year. So I think you feel pretty good about the pieces around Phil. Yep. And, Mac, talk to me about this O-line because, look, and this is not – I'm not trying to take a shot, but this O-line will be better than Boston College's last year. It will be better. <laughs> Phil will be upright more. I have that, to imagine. That's uh, not even a shot. It's just a fact. I mean, It's, it's just, just a fact. It, there's, there's not many schools that you could say that it's on the opposite side of that argument, uh, unfortunately, from last year for BC. <laughs> but I, I do want to touch on, on Ronnie Hammond Jr. real quick because I think if, if folks remember, he was the feature back yeah. in that first first couple of games, or maybe first game, and then The West Virginia hurt. game. Yeah, and looked really good. And then, you know, unfortunately had the high ankle sprain, and that's, man, that's a tough injury because it just puts you out so far. He's going to be fine. Pittsburgh's going to be fine at the running back position. Now, can he do the things that, that you know, Izzy did? I don't know, maybe. Uh, but but certainly I think that they're going to be okay from that aspect. Have a couple of other really big, just solid backs in that backfield. I truly think that that BC wants to be – very balanced, and even maybe 60-40 run. Like, they, they want to be ground and pound, physical, and that plays into that offensive line up front. You know, a year ago, I had them coming in as the number one offensive line in the yeah. ACC, and like three out of four got, five guys got hurt like by week two. And it was just a totally different offensive line. I think by the end of the year, it might have been all five new starters, which, you know, good thing because that helps this year. You know, those guys got – way more playing time than they were expected to, really turned it on late. And and when you have a guy like Izzy that you're blocking for, it just makes everything easier. So the biggest thing for me when, when I think of Pittsburgh from a year ago, it was like if nothing is working, just hand the ball off. Yeah. I need to see more things happen. Need to see Bub Means be more reliable. Need to see Mumpfield be more reliable. Come down with the hard catches. Protect the football. We know we saw a couple of crazy fumbles after the catch last year, and, and I think there's a lot of potential. I think Narduzzi and staff have earned enough to where we think that they're going to be better than medium. I, th- I think they're going to be towards the top of the ACC, uh, but that offense will be the piece. You know, if Jerkovic 
and these guys can come together, man, look out. It could be really fun with, with Zignetti and the things that they're going to be able to do. I think they're still going to want to run the ball, like you said, Mac. It's not going to be a couple years ago where you just put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands and said go pass for 350. But last year they only averaged 222 passing yards per game. That was 10th in the ACC. I think you'd like to see more of a balance and that number up a little closer to 300, but still being able to run the football. And when we look at the defense, Mac, I I love this quote. Okay, you're replacing dudes, right? There are so many guys that, well, we've talked to two of them, that are heading off to the NFL draft. Abanacanda, Kalijah Cansey, Baldonado, Brandon Hill, Servassier Dennis, Deslin Alexander, like all these dudes and a lot of guys on defense. And so I saw this from, I think his name, Naki Johnson, I believe that's right, sophomore defensive end. I love this quote, Mac. I'm going to read it to you here. Okay. We like to call us the new era. I'm not going to lie. The older guys didn't like that because they wanted to stick to the traditional base. But we're going to go by that this year. QBK, new era. And of course, any Pitt listener knows QBK stands for quarterback killers. That's right. It's a new era of D linemen. There's a lot of guys who haven't gotten to play, and now they're able to get out there. It's going to be really fun. Mac, are you ready for QBK, new era? I am. I am <laughs> ready for it. I think uh, I think I saw another quote where, where – uh, you know, they were talking about we're three deep or something. Like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite to that Everybody extent. wants to say that these days. Three deep is During really, April. really good. Yeah, that's that's quite quite exceptional. Maybe two deep. FSU. Uh, is, One of the FSU guys said that. that, they is were that three okay, deep. it was FSU. Yeah. I'm, confusing, I'm confusing my great defensive lines here. There's going to be a lot in the ACC this year. Um, so I, I think really just seeing who's going to step up. I think Dayon Hayes has a mm-hmm. really big opportunity. We saw him, you know, finish with a hat trick against Miami towards the end of the season when some guys weren't available. All the great things that I've heard, you know, uh, of Kamara. You know, I saw Coach mm-hmm. raving about him, saying that dude's dangerous. Like, he's a weapon, you know, out there at linebacker for us. This is one of his final years of eligibility. So it's kind of a make it or break it. What are you going to do? And all those names that you listed, KG, of, of having to replace. One guy they're not replacing, Coach Charlie Partridge. That guy gets it done. Like, he can take whatever you give him and make them into these superstar defensive linemen. And what is very interesting is this wave of, you know, kind of four stars that they brought in. This mm. is kind of a new era right. of guy, you know, of these highly talented, high, highly recruited dudes that now, man, I can't wait to see what they look like with with Coach P and, and that development and things that they're going on there. So I kind of mentioned the, you know, the Narduzzi and staff have earned this right. Yeah. Even though they're losing all those guys, I know this defense is going to be exceptional. I know that they're going to get after the quarterback. I know they're going to create turnovers just because simply the system, the expectation, the tradition that is in place for pit football. And like I said, 48 sacks a year ago, I think they have close to 140 maybe in the last three years, something like that. They're going to get it done. That's in their DNA to get after the quarterback, get them down and and create extra opportunities. Yeah, they were second nationally in total sacks last year behind Louisville, by the way. So that's something to keep in mind. And they finished in the top three in sack totals nationally in um, the past four years, three times in the last four years. So we know they can reload. And I like like the confidence from Johnson. I like that because, yeah, you've had so many guys come before you, and you've had to play behind them. You had to play behind Cansey and Baldonado. and. We know um, Kamara taking over for Servassier Dennis is big shoes to fill. Sure. And Pat Narduzzi's talked about that. But I like saying, yeah, we're still QBK. We're still pit D-line. Yeah. 
but we're going to be our own thing and you're going to be excited to watch us. So that's right. I like the confidence coming out of Pitt. I think this is just a situation where they reload. I do too, KG. I really do. And, and again, I think it's that, you know, 20 wins in two years is right? crazy. Come on. The success, the stain, Don't sustainability. Sleep. Don't sleep on Pitt. I think they're going to sneak up on a lot of people. I think that they're going to be a team that, you know, at media day and things like that, not a lot of rumbling, but mm. those that know, we'll those rumble. that know, that's right. We will rumble for, for the Pitt Panthers. But this this was fun. This is a great episode. Really appreciate Izzy jumping on with us and, and his time. He's all over the place, zooming and meeting and going places. Excited that uh, he gets a little time at home, uh, back home in, in Brooklyn, and just be with his family and, and really relax there. And then to talk about these Pitt Panthers, uh, I think it's going to be another fun year. And will be interesting to see all the talk about the Knowles and the Tigers. Yep. Who who's going to be UNC. that? Right. Who who's going to be that next tier that that maybe can push that and really just throw a wrench, you know, kind of in all those plans. But that's it from us, guys. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. Appreciate Ingles, our great partner, and all that they do for us. Uh, if you haven't gone over to YouTube already and subscribed, I really don't know what you're doing. We have so much fun over here. Come join the party. Check us out. Subscribe. Get in the comments. All those fun things. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.